Hello, welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, big London derby coming up after a penalty win against Wolves in the Carabao Cup. Uh, still conceding goals, so God knows what this North London derby is going to look like. I've uh, got Luca from uh, This Is Luca's Life, Arsenal fan, coming on uh, shortly to give the Arsenal perspective. In the meantime, joined by three other great guests. Uh, if you watch this channel, you'll know exactly who they are. Uh, Eugene, how are you doing? Uh, doing well, doing well. Uh, excited, excited. NLD is coming, NLD is coming. Yeah, and Spurs You Asian TV, your channel. Uh, all, all these channels will be uh, in the description, but uh, for people who don't know, uh, where can they find that? Yeah, you can find me on YouTube, uh, Spurs Vision TV. Right, uh, for this Sunday, I'm going to do the crazy stream again, five shows in one stream. It starts with the pre-show, uh, sorry, the Saturday match review. Then it starts with the, uh, the, the preview of the NLD. Then it goes on to the watch along, then it goes into the halftime show, and after that, we'll do a post match, uh, you know, discussion and see what happens. Let's hope it's be a happy one, right? Let's hope it be a happy one. <laughs> yeah, we can only hope, but uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, Tommy, uh, how you doing? Great to meet you the other day at the, at the stadium. Uh, how you doing? And talk about your channel, Tommy Talks Ball. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was brilliant the other day. Uh, I wish it was in better circumstances because we met for the first <laughs> time after the Chelsea game, after the Chelsea humiliation, you could say. But um, yeah, cheers for having me again, Chris. And what oh, a weekend no ahead we've got. What a weekend ahead we've got. Obviously, you know, Usek Joshua <laughs> and then, uh, Cly uh, you know, climaxing with the Spurs, Spurs Arsenal. Uh, huge, 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 huge game. Um, and yeah, TTB, I'm doing a preview tonight as well with Luke O, you just mentioned, Arsenal fan, another Arsenal fan, and probably two Spurs fans as well. So if you're interested in the preview later on, 8 p.m., TTB. Excellent. And Brian, also great to meet you the other day at the stadium as well. Like Tommy said, unfortunate circumstances after the game, but, you know, great to meet you uh, anyway. Uh, and yeah, Tottenham on tour. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's just uh, the YouTube channel of me and Brian Island. We haven't done a lot this week because obviously I've been back here and uh, Brian Island has been working very, very hard at his job. And type AMZ the man. Well, how are you doing, buddy? Um, so, uh, it's been very hard with time differences uh, to try and get something sorted. There's a lot to come next week. But, yeah, it was great meeting everyone last Sunday. Shame about the Potsy result. Um, let's just hope. Let's just hope when we do another show come Monday or come Sunday afternoon and evening, it's all happiness and not uh, outrage and absolute briarants. Because there will be something we need. Uh, let's hope so. I mean, yeah, I mean, before Luke comes on, we obviously will talk about the Arsenal uh, game when he comes on. But we have a game against Wolves and just a bit of housekeeping. I will be reading the comments before I stick them on screen as Brian uh, uh, mentioned to me. Anyone who is watching or listening to the uh, Monday stream knows what a cock up you make if you don't read the uh, comments and put them on screen. But, you know, there we go. Uh, but, yeah, Wolves, uh, we're through on penalties, but we let the lead slip again. 2-0 up at half. Uh, it wasn't at half time, was it? It was 2-1 at half time. But 2-0 up, yeah. let the lead slip to 2-all and then have to go through a penalty. Uh, but Eugene, I, I don't know if you saw the game. Um, what did mm -hmm. you make of it? Uh, obviously, yeah. you've got to be pleased. Uh, <laughs> still. Mm. Yeah. Uh, the game was a bit weird for me because uh, I was trying to find a stream to watch the game. Uh, first half, I wasn't watching the game uh, uh, live. I was actually watching uh, We Are Tottenham and Brian Dago with John doing the commentary uh, and yeah, actually <laughs> yeah, missed the... Missed the three goals in the in, in you know in the first uh, first half, and but of course I went back to see the uh, highlights and all that. Uh, Tangi had a very good 
take in the penalty box. It was very skillful, silky. He put it in. And of course, the true pass by Delhi to Kane, right? That was a good move too, right? But now we're disputing this, maybe a slight offside and all that. But who cares? It's over. And of course, when the second half came around, you know, uh, of course, we conceded the first goal because of uh, a mistake from the defensive error again from a corner. And of course, uh, defensive, no, actually, it was a midfield. We lost the ball in midfield, then it turned into a defensive error for them to equalize. But we hung on. We hung on. And to tell the truth, uh, I do see a bit of glimmer of hope because remember the pass that Son made where Kane headed it and it was saved by Ruddy? And that yep. gave me a slight glimmer of hope that Son and Kane are actually clicking back together again. And let's hope during Sunday, the game, they will come to fruition, right? Uh, and I see the fitness levels. I think it's building up. Uh, even though, you know, Tangi had his glory and, of course, Tangi always has plus and minuses, okay? But at least he he, he did survive 90 minutes in that game. Let's see whether uh, it, it goes on, right? And I, like I was saying along uh, along the way, uh, all this while, why are we seeing such a bad performance by our team? Maybe the fitness levels hasn't been balanced out. And I think that balance is slowly coming in, you know? Nuno having all his press conference saying that we're unbalanced, unbalanced, unbalanced. So I guess the balance is slowly, slowly coming in. I think by the time it comes in, we hope it kicks in on Sunday. Let's hope it kicks in on Sunday, right? And we'll move on from there. And I guess it will be positive. Excellent. Couple of shout outs. Uh, Born to lose seventy three. Am's always on the on the chats. Welcome to you both and everyone else who's watching. Uh, Am's has asked the thoughts on the Fonseca interview, claiming Paratici oh. blocked his move because he wanted to play defensive football. I'm sure we'll get onto that. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, Tommy, uh, back to Wolves. And on Bele, lovely finish getting forward. And Kane didn't look off his step at all. There were a couple of chances in a, a previous game, I can't remember which, where he looked to snatch his chances. Might have been an England game. But very cool finish there. Back to Kane. If he's through on goal, it's a goal. Uh, but yeah, going forward, looking good. Defence, same issues as last year, it seems, potentially with two goals uh, given away. What did you make of the game? It was, you know, I was I was pretty pleased, to, you know, starting things off with the lineup. I thought it was a, I thought it was a good lineup. I thought I felt we had a good mix of players, a lot of first teamers in there. Um, before we get onto it in in full detail, I want to say big up to Ams and Born to Lose seventy three. We've just been having a big conversation on uh, Saint Maximin on Insta. Get him to Spurs. Get him to Spurs. Yeah. We need Saint Maximin. <laughs> what an unbelievable player! My favourite player to watch in the in, in the league right now. Um, but yeah, the performance. The performance was. It was Spursy, wasn't it? It was Spursy, but we got out of it. We got out of it somehow in the end. Um, individual performances, <laughs> Endombele and Gil, complete contrast. Complete contrast. Endombele, flick here and there. He took his goal. It was a fantastic look. It was a fantastic turn and finish. Um, but he was at fault for both the goals. Uh, he really was. He was at fault for both the goals. I don't care, don't care what anybody says. Um, and Gil, I love Gil. I'm absolutely actually falling in love with Brian Gill. Like, I know it's early days. <laughs> I know almost as much as Adama Traore and those quadriceps. Uh, I'm almost, yeah. I'm almost well, falling in. Best half of football we played all season in the first 45, second half, not so much. But Gil, fantastic, must start on Sunday. I mean... Yeah, we need it. He's direct, isn't he? He's completely direct. He's, he doesn't look like he's the most natural talent, like Ndombele. It looks like he's just a fighter. He'll get the he'll get the most out of his talent. Like not not the most step over type winger. You know what I'm saying? He can come inside and he'll play through balls to get to the byline. So direct, where Ndombele's flicks and 
he's got this attitude problem. You saw this with both the goals. That header, that I can't get over the header attempt from the corner. It's just absolutely ridiculous. I don't care if he should have been in the box or not. You, you can't. A professional footballer can't be uh, can't be making that terrible effort of a header. And they got back in the game because of that. But thank God it wasn't the Premier League. We got out of it. We're in the next round, Burnley away. And North London derby. Can't wait. It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, I mean, Brian, I, I'm pretty sure it was you who, who was mentioning it on Monday with Ndombele, like similar to Van der Vaar and Ginola, yeah. I think it was said. Uh, get rid of the defensive responsibilities, just let him attack. Obviously, corners, you know, that's a team thing, so attackers do go back there. But, I mean, what, what did you make of his, his performance, um, especially in particular? Going forward, took his goal very well, but like Tommy says, both goals... <laughs> His fault, and do you think there will be a, a change where Nuno lets him be the maverick and stay forward and do the forward stuff and not have the defensive responsibilities going forward? I hope so. I hope so because it's it is like I said. He going forward, he's breathtaking. The way he took that first goal, to I thought he'd taken it a little too wide, but to shrug off uh, Bolly like he's like a a bag of feathers. It's like, off you go. And he, he's no slouch. He's a big unit. And some of his play is just a joy. It's breathtaking. It's a joy to watch. He he can't defend. Or he can defend, but it should be his responsibility. You don't, you know, he, we, you don't say to to, to to Dyer, I want you to get 15 goals every season. But can he still <laughs> excuse that header? But can he still excuse that effort of a header? I mean, Harry Kane's in the box. Harry Kane's our striker. He's in the box heading. Yeah, but Harry, but, 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 but Tommy... No, a different no. calibre of person, and the thing is, you know you're not going to get the defensive qualities from Dembele, which you do from Kane. Doing the little one leg, let's get my leg up like this kind of nonsense, was absolutely ridiculous, and he should not. As I say in the studios, we are Tottenham TV. Dembele should be there. Dembele should be one of the guys outside the box because if the ball comes out and break, you want it there. You don't want no, it. No, absolutely, there. absolutely. You don't want it. You don't want it marking someone like that, especially when you've got a Romero. You got a Sanchez, and then Donker is no small player. I don't even understand the match. And we did this against Thiago on Sunday. We saw it. Yeah, I don't know what. I don't know why it's two. They're two identical goals, where they've yeah. seen that we're putting like a a guy that can't defend on not supposed to defend actually. Corner, and they're doing yeah. it. And they scored. So you need yeah. to change that up. But he has to be. He has to be given a free roll. He has to. I get that. I definitely get that. I think he should be on the line. Um, he should be on the halfway line when uh, for four corners. But for me, you still don't get a bailout for a professional footballer to make that effort of a header. Is I think it's just deplorable. There was no quite effort. frankly, there was no, there was no effort. He did for it. professional foot. If you're at Sunday League, you'll get hounded. If that's a 200 grand professional footballer, and that's gotten back in the game, that's why we went to penalties. So yeah. Uh, I, I, he doesn't get a bailout. So, you know, he should be up there, but still, it's absolutely horrendous. And in the second half, what was that for a pass? I, I know he shouldn't be that deep, but still, you, you don't get a bail, bailout as a professional football, footballer because of that. But I agree. He needs to be our number 10 luxury player. Get rid of the defensive responsibilities. Do, do you think it's... You want to say, just want to quickly respond to Bob. Um, just let you know, Bob, I'll be at my sister's by then. So I'm WhatsApping you my uh, sister's address. So meet me at my sister's. That's what I wanted to say, Cobb. Cool. Uh, born to lose again. Thanks for the shout-out, chaps. No, no, no. Thank you so much for watching and getting involved in the chat. 
That's much appreciated. Uh, what you're speaking about, Tommy, get Sam Maximan in the Lily White shirt. Absolutely improve us. The guy's quality, whether we'd be able to get the ball to him is another thing. But he's like Triore. He doesn't necessarily need the ball given to him one-on-one. -on -one. He can take people out. Uh, <clears throat> he's easily. scoring, at least. He's scoring yeah. We were saying, we were saying, uh, <laughs> just we, were saying we, might need, we were saying we might need Newcastle to get relegated before we do. We, we signed a player <laughs> when Newcastle got relegated last time, didn't we? Oh, uh, it's so a for 30 million pounds. <laughs> I was yeah. saying, okay, if Newcastle <clears> get relegated, maybe we can get him for 30, 40 million pounds. But if Sissoko's rated at 30 <laughs> four years ago, then that's, even with Newcastle relegated, you'd probably have to pay 60. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's ridiculous. No, if, if, if we're going to go for him, right, I want him in January. Not when they get relegated. <laughs> January should be the move. Well, right. 80 million pounds. You're looking at 80 million pounds if they're still in the Premier League with Mike <laughs> Ashley. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. What did we make? Ams mentioned it, uh, the, the Paratici new. Uh, not Paratici, uh, Fonseca news, Paratici blocking the, the uh, move. What do you make of that, Eugene? That's oh, dear. Uh, I hope there's not another smoke and mirrors again. But with Paratici there, right? And if Paratici picked Nuno, uh, if things don't go well, I guess he will be the shield for you know who, right? And I won't say that yeah. name because, yeah. Hello, you, we'll be you, very shortly. Yeah, <laughs> you, I know. I let I'm let I let Brian say that name, <laughs> right? So, uh, and to tell you the truth, Fonseca hasn't got a job yet. Maybe he's pissed off. <laughs> yeah, it's what what I meant that uh, uh, Pavatici wanted defensive football, which uh, you know the whole business of uh, Levy saying that we're going back to our DNA and then we're we're there playing defensive go. football. But you know, it's just uh, well, it's all crap, isn't it? Really, but. You know. Yeah. What's what's over is over. Okay. What's over is yeah. over. We have to move forward. Uh, I, I I don't know whether this is a start of what uh, Levy is trying to do. Right. Start to push the blame away. If Nuno fails. Yeah. You know, smoke and mirrors again. All right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna change tack slightly. Luca's coming in. I'm just gonna add him on. Hi, Luca. How you doing? Big up. Big up. How are you, man? All right. Yeah, I'm not too bad. Thanks so much for coming on. It's the first time we've uh, had uh, on here the, uh, two different views and views of Spurs and the opposition. Uh, before we get on, you, you uh, get onto it. You've got a channel as well. Uh, it'll be in, in the description. But uh, let's tell us a bit about this is Luca's life and where people can find it. Oh, thank you very much for inviting me on. Yeah, uh, oh, no what problem. I do is my yeah, what I do, Chris, my YouTube channel is is, is uh, I do uh, day out vlogs. Um, I do uh, Arsenal content as well. And uh, I based a YouTube channel. I started this channel in um, August last year. And um, I do live streams and all that stuff. And I try and upload as many videos as, as I can. And I put out Arsenal content. And, um, and where they can find me is this is because I follow me on Twitter, Martinelli AFC1. And uh, that's what we do. And uh, we're on the road to 1,200 subscribers. And if we can get that by November, we are 40 away from 1,200. Be appreciated, but thanks for having me on, man. Oh, no problem. Thanks for coming on. Uh, I mean, this is the, obviously the big North London derby. Uh, this is the game that Spurs fans and Arsenal fans uh, like, want to win more than any. Uh, uh, I mean, it's very interesting, I think. Three weeks ago, we were pretty much all on here with Spurs fans going, oh, we can't wait to play Arsenal. Please let Arteta stay in charge. Since then, we've conceded God knows how many goals, not won a game, and you've kept two clean sheets. And... Um, uh, one two games. So in terms of the form U turns, I mean, how were you feeling three weeks ago, being bottom of the league, not having won a, a game, and now uh, where where that's completely turned around? Has that has that changed, or are you still? 
in the same uh, kind of to be uh, honest as before. To be honest, I look at to be honest, I look at it like this, and I feel the, those defeats at the start of the season, losing to Brentford, was very unexpected. And if you go back and watch my stream, I, and I explained it, and I the defeat against Chelsea and Manchester City was kind of expected, but those wins against Norwich and Burnley, they weren't convincing wins, but it, we needed a couple of wins to obviously go into the North London derby with, with with confidence. But the thing is, with my only worry going into this North London derby is, is we don't score enough goals and that. And that's the problem. We don't score enough goals and score like two goals in like five games in the Premier League is worrying. And going into this game, I am confident in a way, and I'm kind of not confident, but it's going to be really, really, really difficult. So, um, it's, it's, just, it's just worrying in that. And what we need to do against Team Lot, against Tottenham, is, is we've got to find the creativity. And I know it's the game against Burnley. We lacked a lot of bit of creativity. And not speaking against Burnley, yes, Sean Dyche is a very, very good good um, organised manager, but it's going to be difficult against you lot. Like, the thing is, going into this game, we know both of us are pretty much on a similar, similar, similar level. You've conceded eight goals now, and we've conceded um, goals at the start of the season, nine goals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that Burnley game was away though, wasn't it, Luca? Yes, it was. Yes, it was. But we so that's a big win. That's a bigger win. When you look at that, you know, Burnley away is a tough win. So when you look at that, it's you know, you get more points. I I think. I mean, saying you haven't had a convincing win, you're in good company there. We haven't all season. Um, I think Man City was. I think Man City. We weren't great, were we, against Man City? I mean, other than the goal, it was Bergwijn. The only other chance we had was Bergwijn. We didn't create much more. But I think we deserve to win that game. I think, and it's Man City, isn't it? Defending champions. We, we, we had a real intact and intent in that game, though, which mm. Wolves and, uh, uh, yeah, Wolves and uh, who was the other one? I can't remember now. Uh, West Brom, maybe. Uh, Watford. 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 Yeah, Watford. We, we didn't really. But, um, yeah, just a couple of shout outs. Bob Spur and Wayne Bonner always watching the stream. Hi, guys. Undombele shouldn't be dropped, but I don't understand why the fact that he was clearly at foot for two goals should be overlooked. Poor header fell over like a 12 year old girl. Uh, Wayne, always on the streams, how are you doing? Uh, watching it with a, a West Ham fan. Could get a bit hairy. Uh, all to lose again. Welcome, Luca. Uh, always good to get a different perspective, especially from main rival. Uh, we'll get on to what you think of Arteta and if you wanted to give him more time in a little bit. Uh, Bob Spur again, Fonseca coming out, making he's the top attacking manager who could have changed the fortunes of Spurs. Two words, still unemployed. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, Eugene, from, from a Spurs perspective now, uh, three weeks ago, we were top, Arsenal bottom, three weeks down the line, completely different. I mean, what are your thoughts on the North London derby in terms of um, how it's going to go? Yeah. Uh, I feel more or less the same way that uh, Luca feels at the moment, right? Uh, somehow or another, uh, the gap has closed and we are like balancing out each other. Uh, the performance that we had is also more or less the same. The only problem with, I think, Arsenal, Arteta has been there uh, quite some time now. 
but Nuno has just arrived for us. So we still need time to uh, adapt and get used to Nuno's ideas. And if it does click, then maybe we will get uh, upper hand against Arsenal. But uh, like what Lucas said, Arsenal isn't scoring goals like what they used to. Uh, Obama Yang is not the old Obama Yang that we used to see. So I think uh, it could be a quite an even kind of competition that goes on. Just depends on who wants it more. But uh, our record at the Emirates, uh, not too good. Not too good for the no. past 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, I mean Brian, uh, what are your thoughts on the game, obviously, with the upturning form? And, and like Eugene says, though, I always think North London derby or any derby is who wants it more. And I, I'm quite worried after the Palace game in the second half against Chelsea, which we gave up. Uh, what are your thoughts? The one good thing about this is, uh, and it's the old cliche, form goes out the window. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. if Arsenal just beaten Barcelona or we're just beating Juventus or, or whoever it be. This game comes down to who wants it more. Always has done, always will do. The thing that worries me is our record there. That's the thing that worries me. If this game was, <coughs> this game was a White Hart Lane, I'd feel extremely, extremely confident just because of our record there. But we notoriously do bad at the Emirates. No matter how much, no matter how much better we've been them recently, or how much they've been, been superior with us over the a longer amount of years, this one is always, always the trickier of the two games for obvious reasons. And yeah, we have not been playing well. We have not been playing well. I'm just praying to God Tomiyasu doesn't score, because then I'll go absolutely insane. Um, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine. <laughs> Well, we, we've only wanted him for 386 years, and, uh, and then you've yes. got him. So, uh, so, and uh, where's Tomiyasu? It, it, it's always, always such a tough game. But like, like we saw, I mean, the, the, I think this is the first time in like three years or two two years now that fans have actually been at the Emirates for the game. I know we had 2,000 or something at, at the last one at White Hart Lane. But the, the Arsenal fans, if there's one game that they do get G'd up for, um, they are electric in this game and if they start like they did the last game because the last NLD where Lamella scored that Rabona Arsenal were at it from minute one they absolutely battered us all yeah. over the shop and uh, if we allow that to happen then I think the writing's on the wall we, we've got to we've got to make sure we dictate it immediately otherwise they're fans and what's the better Bobby Yang fight his scoring boots all of a sudden um, but we'll see but this is this, this, this is the one I, I, I love the build-up to this game, but the final hour, hour and a half before kickoff, I have a bag of nerves. It just hits me all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, kick -off just, I, I get so anxious. Um, and then we'll see. Then we'll see. But, yeah, the good thing is form does go out the window in this one. Yeah. I've uh, got a genuine question from Ams here. Uh, why would Fonseca call out Paratici? Was his motive to lie? I think for that one, there needs to be a bit more information. More will come out about that. Uh, it's just potentially sour grapes and not getting the job. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's all it is, really, isn't it's it? It's timing yeah. as well. It's the week before. It's two days before. Tottenham have a habit of this kind of information coming out, like Harry Kane yeah. before Villa. There is a habit and a trait at Tottenham Hotspur yes. where this kind of information gets out the weekend before a big game. True, and true, starts, yeah. it, it always, always, always happens. I don't know where it's coming from or who just goes, Do you know what? It's, it's first on, let's just make up a story or let's, whether it's genuine or not, they do it every single time before one of the biggest games of the season. And for me, <coughs> the, excuse me, the two games against Arsenal 
are the biggest games of any season. I don't care who we play, what games we play. Champions League for Arsenal is always the biggest game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Tom, Tommy, uh, going back to to the game, I know you were on a fair few streams uh, with me not that long ago, saying please, Arsenal, keep Arteta because when we play them, uh, have your thoughts kind of changed now with the, the 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 change in form for both of the teams, or are you still on? We can beat them because they're not that great, and defensively they're not that great. And if we're at it, we can beat them. Uh, what's um, your thoughts on the game? Are you on about? Oh, um, so what I was going to say is uh, they are actually quite defensively solid. Even last season, they kept a lot of clean sheets last season. People were saying they, they, they conceded a lot of goals. Last season, they conceded one of the fewest in the top 10. Uh, so especially around, you know, the fifth, sixth place teams. So, But when they lose, it seems they lose heavily. Uh, but they do keep they do keep a fair share of clean sheets. I don't see there being loads and loads of goals. To be honest with you, the Chelsea game I saw a lot of goals, but uh, this one I don't. I don't think somebody said. I think it was Shannon from the Cheese Room said she's looking at nil nil. I wouldn't be surprised. I know. It's, I know it's a bit of a boring prediction. I mean, I'm not even predicting. We're not predicting yet, but I don't think there'll be too many goals. To be honest with you, we're struggling to score goals as well, aren't we? Um, but Arteta himself. Yeah, I mean they beat. They won two games, haven't they? Uh, what, what was it? Norwich, the other game, Norwich, Norwich and Burnley. Burnley. Norwich and Burnley. Yeah, so Burnley, can't look yeah. too. As I said, you know, Burnley always a big result. But I don't, I don't think you can look look, uh, look too much. You can look too much into that. Um, we haven't beaten for something like eleven years at the Emirates. Like Brian said, I think it's like eleven years in the league in the Emirates, which is madness. You which is madness. Was it, that, like, was it that was it that ago? Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! The thing is, the thing is, if I was Cup just was about to say that, yeah. I was at that game, right? Sorry to interrupt. I was at that game, right? Since Arsenal have moved to the Emirates from Highbury, Tottenham have only beaten us right, twice at the Emirates. That Carabao Cup woman, what you just said, and the one with Eunice Cabal. But in the league, Tottenham have not beaten Arsenal in the Prem since Eunice Cabal's header. Man, isn't it? The thing is, we've got a good record His name keeps coming up. Kabul's yeah, name keeps yeah. popping up, man. I don't know what it is, yeah. but... Uh, yeah. the, the, these records are there to be broken, though, aren't they? I mean, we didn't win at Chelsea yeah. for, yeah. I don't know, how many years. So at some point that will end, but I don't know. I mean, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Tommy Shannon said nil-nil, born to lose, has gone the other way. Like, neither club's playing well. Goals are in short supply for each. <laughs> Therefore, I expect a 4 <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm sure I can handle that. Uh, uh, Ams has said uh, we need to use Kane's aerial ability against Ben White and Gabriel. But uh, um, Luca, in terms of Arteta, uh, I thought against Man yeah. City with the way that uh, Jack had got himself sent off and you capitulated that it was a matter of time because they weren't playing for him. Uh, what are your thoughts of Arteta? I mean, obviously, Spurs fans have got thoughts of Nuno and everything that's going on there. But in terms of an Arsenal perspective and an Arsenal fan, like Eugene said, he's been there a little while now. But what are your thoughts on Arteta? Did you want him to go when you were when you were playing fairly poorly? Were you always giving more time? Um, what do you think of Arteta? To be honest, right with to be honest with Mikel Arteta, right? I never wanted this manager in the first place, and. Yes, he's won the last couple of games. Is this a turning point? If we win the North London derby and if we can somehow actually climb up the table, is it a turning point? It could be, but for me, this manager is not good enough at the end of the day. I never wanted this manager in the first place. 
And I wanted an experienced manager. I wanted uh, someone like an Ancelotti or a Pochettino. We know that Poch wouldn't come because of the whole rivalry, but this manager, this manager, right? Like he got given a hundred million to spend in, in the transfer window, whatever how much you want. He just gone out and bought the wrong players. And technically, yes, Ramsdale's done very well um, so far, which is good. And he wasn't my really keen signing. Gone out and waste fifty million on Ben White, and some of the decisions that Arteta makes, and I'm gonna make Arteta out because this manager is not experienced enough. He doesn't know what he's doing, and he, the thing is with him sending out William Saliba on loans um, and all these other players, and we didn't really need to go out and go and get a centre half. And this manager just doesn't know what he's doing. Like some of his tactical decisions is just awful, and he's out of his depth in my opinion. And yeah. for me, I get where you're coming from with Tottenham. Like, yes, Nuno obviously needs to obviously take his time and all that. He's just coming in. And I think Nuno's a very good manager. And when he got appointed for Spurs, I thought you lot might do something. And I predicted you lot to finish in the top six this season. And I thought you and I know things haven't really got to plan and all that, but I think this is an opportunity for you lot to actually try and beat us at the Emirates because this could send a statement for you lot if you actually beat us at the Emirates with Nuno. But with getting back to Arteta. I want him out. I want him out. And to be honest, I've been an Arteta out since we lost to Aston Villa last year, 3 0. And he's got to go, man. He's got to go. I don't think he's got the right man who, who would you want in, realistically? Obviously, don't say something like Pep, but who no, would you no, want no. in we if, can if... All, we can all dream? But realistically, I'll go for it's the Southampton manager. Hmm. Ah, wow. Yeah. Uh, question for Luca. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, go uh, Luca, yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Kronke then? Because he's still keeping him there. You know my favours, right? And the thing is, right, it's a good question. Uh, with Stan Kroenke, right, he, he's, he needs to go, mate. And he's the problem with this football club. He's killing this football club. And we've gone from, like, invincible seasons to top four every season. And we all thought that top four was a trophy, to be honest, as Wenger created that. Then we went into the top six. Got won a couple of FA Cups, getting to a final of the Europa League and bottling it against Chelsea, winning the FA Cup and that, getting to a semi-final. The thing is, Cronky's killing this club, man. Like We were told, right, I was at the protest back in um, at the end of the season and it was a terrible protest, in my opinion. There wasn't a lot, there weren't a lot of fans. Snap, we were told, snap. Yeah, yeah, snap, snap, snap. And Josh Cronky, right, we were told to give 250 million to spend, right? That was a lie. It was rubbish. It was rubbish. And these Cronkies, are kid they're killing the football club. They are killing this football club, mate. And we these fans, right, can go out and boycott, stop buying the merchandise and all that stuff. And But they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. And and the thing is, that's why people have got along with it. And we need we needed to do what like what Manchester United did, but we're not going to do that. And we know what our fan base is like at Arsenal. But the Cronkies are killing it, man. They're killing it. And the thing is, what what would be interesting is from now is whether how long, um, depending, I know Mikel Arteta has actually got a couple of wins. Not only this North London derby will be interesting, but it'll be interesting where we where we are from now until Christmas. When, see how much money, because in January transfer window, he's not going to be given quite a lot of money, isn't he? And who wants to come to Arsenal in the January transfer window? And, Usually the January transfer window is just like players who can actually come in if they're actually players are injured. So it'll be interesting whether what the Conky do, but Conky out, man. Technically, Edu out, Arteta out, and and Edu's interview what he come out and said like trust the process and all that, trust the youth process. 
It's a lot of rubbish, mate. And, 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 and I get why Arteta and the board, yes, they're building youngsters for the future. Like, we've gone out and gone and get Ben White. That's good. But we need players in now which are actually going to get us back to where we want to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so pretty, pretty similar, similar, similar to Tottenham. Yeah. Similar to Tottenham, yeah. It is. Yep, similar. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, Lucas said it's a crunch. He, he sees it could be a turning point for Arteta. Do you think it could be a turning point for Nuno if if, if the unthinkable happens and Tottenham goes? Uh, to be honest. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just, just uh, not to be disrespectful, right? Let's say if we go out and smack you on Sunday, right? Then the message has to be very clear from you guys, then, right? And let's say if it happens opposite to us, you know, the effect also will rumble through our fan base. So, like uh, a lot of us have been talking about, I mean, the predictions for, for this Sunday. Uh, I think in the end of the day, I, I look at it, I think a draw will be a favorable, favorable result for both of us. A draw will be a favorable result for the, both of the managers and, you know, for the fans. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Brian, do you think any team will go out for it? I mean, the onus is obviously on Arsenal. They're at home. Their fans will obviously expect and and um, them to try and win the game. But do you think any team will go for, out for it and and try and win the game early doors, or do you think it will be a very cagey first half and then see what happens in the second half? I've got a feeling both teams. I've got a feeling both teams have to go for it to to try and set the standard because, like I said, if if we allow Arsenal to do what they did at the Emirates last time, then we won't get out of second gear. They were, they we have to attack, but then obviously we know we don't attack at the moment. Whereas Arsenal, this will be their <coughs> they're starting to get a bit of a momentum. Their fans are going to be up for it. I think I think we have to again. We're going to see by the lineup uh, Nuno puts out. This is all. Is he going to play three defensive midfielders again? Is he going to play? Sudden came from the beginning. Is he? There's so many ifs, buts, and maybes. Um, does Dyer come back in? Does Does Hill start? It's it's so. <clears throat> there's so many uh, so many variables for us. Whereas I think Arsenal right now are quite settled after they've had three wins on the bounce, clean sheets like we had. Clean. You did get a clean sheet in the Carabao, didn't you, uh, Luca? Yeah, we beat AFC Wimbledon on Wednesday night and um, we won 3-0 and uh, we kept the clean sheet. And I thought we played really well in that game. I know it was against the League One opposition, but I was saying on Stephen's channel, right, but it was quite worrying because we were 1-0 up, right, for the, mo- for, for the amount of the uh, majority of the time. And it took us to the 77th minute and the 80th minute to get the two goals. And I look at that going into the North London derby. That is really worrying me now. I know, yes, we beat Wimbledon 3-0 convincingly, but I just think, how are we going to score the goals? How are we going to score goals against Tottenham if, if we only just scored the second goal in the 77th minute? It's worrying, it's worrying, because we took all this time to actually be like only 1-0 up for the amount of... Uh, the most of the game and then the second goal we end up scoring in the 70, 70th minute going into this London derby we like the creativity is going to be really worrying and we have to like really really like play attacking football against you we have to like pretty much I wouldn't say like pretty much be defensive because if we we can't play five at the back at home against Tottenham we have to go there we have to actually attack and actually like score goals and just find a way Arsenal just have to be like really on their gear and it's wild. So, Luca, what, Luca, sorry to butt in, but what is your style of football? What is your style of football? Is it counter attacking? Is it attacking? Do you not know? Do you, is it all over the place? 
Because to me, I you came at us yeah, the last last season when you beat us. You come at us, and we were on a back foot. Well, that was largely down to Mourinho being so defensive. So yeah, yeah. I mean, how 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 do you see your football? Tick attack, counter Just before you answer that question, I've got to go start getting ready to get to my oh, sisters. Okay. Really nice to meet you, mate. Uh, yeah. Really nice to meet you. And uh, everyone, I will speak to you soon. And as always, yeah. Levy out. In a bit, before, Brian. Before you go, oh, I was going to say, uh, yeah. Tottenham and Toys, uh, Brian's channel. It'll be in the description along with every other um, channel yeah. that's uh, here from uh, uh, Eugene, uh, Luca and Tommy. Um, but yeah, yeah, sorry, Luca. That's okay, that's okay. But no, but as I was saying, uh, about the stuff, who knows if Mikel Arteta has a style play? To me, to be honest, right, there's been games this season, right, thinking like he's playing the ball from the back and all that stuff. He's carrying... And the thing is, when we had Unai Emery in charge, we didn't know which style we play, which we were going to play. I mean, he ended up playing the ball from the back and all that. And I don't like when teams do play the ball from the back. But last season, there was games where... The last few seasons, like when we had Arsene Wenger and all that, we had a problem of uh, winning away from home, yeah? And I think it was like the season when Wenger left, we only won like three away games. So, technically, when he left, when Unai Emery came in and Arteta came in, and last season, we seemed to actually like win, not the most uh, priority of winning like most all the away games, but we seemed to like set out very well away from home last season under Arteta, but the home games was very, very, very poor. And I understand because there was no fans in the stadium for 18 months. But the style of play, I don't know what style of play he's going to play. And it's going to be interesting what he plays on Sunday. To be honest, Tommy, I think it's all over the place. I genuinely think it's all over the place. And, like, one minute he plays, like, five at the back. Another week he'll play four at the back. And last week against Burnley, yes, he was being very defensive. He played a 4-1-4-1. And I'm like, when I looked at the team before That's it came problem, out, right? That's the problem, isn't it? That, you yeah, don't play a 4-1-4-1. I remember Highbury days, right? I, look, I've never been to Highbury in my life, but I remember watching on clips, yeah? Right? And for me, we used to play 4-4-2, Henri, Burkham, all them. Like, I remember at the end, we played Adi Bayor, Van Persie, when they were good at their prime. And for me, we don't know what kind of style we're going to play. Like... I was watching AFTV at the start of the season, right? And I think it was the game when we lost to Brentford, right? And I remember Robbie was saying on a couple of fan cam channels, and he was saying, like, whether Arteta does stay or not in the remainder of the future, if he's going to be here for a whole season, which is looking likely, does he have to find a way and actually change the style of play? Because I look at it, right, and I look at the picture thinking Chelsea won the league in 2017, right? And then they lost 3-0 um, against Arsenal. He changed the formation... And then he won the league. I'm not saying because Arsenal were actually going to lose something, but I'm saying, like, maybe Arteta needs to find a style of play. And maybe those two games where we beat Norwich and Burnley, and yes, I know it's only Norwich and Burnley that you expect them to win those games, but I would actually think he needs to change the style of play. And actually, why does he not, like, play like a 3-4-3 three, three formation? I don't know. Or maybe just find that kind of formation. Not these silly 4-1-4-1 four, one, four, one formations. But for me, he changes it because... I think it was the game against Norwich. We played a 4-2-3-1. And then he goes into the Burnley game, a 4-1-4-1. I'm like, he changes. He, like, to me, he doesn't really have a solution of style of play. And he needs to stick to a style of play and actually find a way and stick with That's it. That's the problem so, with a struggling manager, though, isn't it? When you're struggling, you just change formation week in, week out. We saw it with Jose last season. I mean, Arteta must have come... 
it was a good thing you mentioned. It was a, it was um it was quite a it was quite a uh, yeah. I, I mean, with the Man City thing playing from the back, he was Pep's apprentice yeah. basically, wasn't he, as the assistant manager? Yeah, he was. So he probably he started was. off. He, I can imagine he started off at Arsenal playing from the back, and then when you lose games, you lose your philosophy. So I, I'm not surprised now the start the start of the season you had where you get smashed. That he's mixing things up here, there, and everywhere, and then. Um, yeah, so yeah, you don't have much of a DNA either. You don't you don't know what's happening from week to week. No, of course as, not. As we don't. And it's Tommy. It's Tommy's. Tommy talks ball. There's no balls. There's no plural. Uh, plural. <laughs> 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 say TTB is fine. TTB is yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. get through some comments. Uh, Ams has been joking, saying Mikhail's the best, better than Pep. Keep him. But uh, jokes aside, North London derby can go either way. He thinks it'll be a draw. Wayne Bonner, I mean, how long has Cronky been at Arsenal, uh, Luca? Well, basically, I don't know the full story, but Stephen would know anyway because he knows more about me, more about Arsenal. But technically, the thing is, Cronky actually um, took over, was actually, well, he was at the club, I think it was like either 2007 or 2011. And Cronky had like 67% shares, Uzbanov had 33 And then Cronky took full control of the club in 2018. And then Lady Brussels, one of the shareholders, sold the shares to Stan Kroenke and that's where it all went wrong and uh, Uzmanov wanted to buy the club the Russian billionaire but unfortunately um, I don't think he didn't put enough hard to actually fight for it so technically Kroenke took full control of the club in 2018 but he he has been here since 2007 But, yeah, um, I think longer back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think he'd been longer yeah, back. And, and in 2011, he had some shares between, or something uh, like that. Yeah. Uzmanov yeah. and Kroenke, they've been fighting a lot in... in, in because David time. Dean was at the football club back in the day, and David Dean, yeah. he, ever since he left, that's where I think it all went wrong. And yeah. um, ever since David Dean left that football club, because he was doing bits, yeah. mate. Because technically, even when he moves to the Emirates, we should have won the league in 2008. We should have won the league in 2016 in the Leicester season, and their Wado injury just and well, we didn't. And that's the problem. And I remember that season against Leicester, right? I remember obviously Tottenham uh, bottled it against Chelsea. And technically, um, I I look at it right, and and I feel we didn't go out and go and get. Um, and I was saying this to Stephen, we didn't go out and actually go and get an outfield player. Like we only signed a goalkeeper, Petr Cech, that season. If we would have got, if we would have got like a Thomas Partey right now, and a prime Aubameyang, right? I guarantee we would have won the league that season. And then everybody would have been saying, you know what? Only five years, but no. So technically, we haven't won the league for 17, 18 years. Well, we haven't won the league in 60 years. Wayne goes on, we've had 20 years of Levy in this crap. As for the game, love to see a hell for leather attacking game. A few people have said that, but I, I can't see that. But uh, Premier Hotspur TV, Simon from Premier Hotspur TV, hey. how are you doing? Hi, Simon. Uh, Nuno has to go fit. That's the only way to attack Arsenal. Uh, Wayne Bonner again. As long as Nuno doesn't go too defensive with three central defensive midfielders, can get some attacking players and cre- creativity in the starting eleven. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not convinced that uh, he's not going to do what Wayne has asked him not to do there. Um, the way that we've been playing. Um, Bob Spurkable, uh, last-minute winner at Arsenal, assist to that Crouch winner at City for the first top-four finish. <laughs> Injury time equaliser versus Villa in Joel's, Joel's last game. Is he free this Sunday? I mean, probably not that old, Kabul. I'm not sure how old he is. Uh, yeah, uh, been corrected, Chacha India Spurs. Nice cap, Tommy talks ball. No way. Uh, uh, 
you're getting a, quite a lot of uh, uh, love on this, Tommy. He's smiling like a prime Ronaldinho, apparently. Um, Life's too short. Yeah. Life's too short to be sad, yeah. mate. Chat in the Spurs as well. Big up, everybody. Uh, thanks so much for the comments. Keep them coming in. Uh, hit those likes if you haven't already. Um, and subscribe, obviously. I mean, Eugene, uh, back to the game. Uh, my biggest issue with this is essentially this. Uh, Palace, we didn't look like we cared at all. Uh, we just literally got went there for a draw, had two shots at goal the entire game. Chelsea in the second half, exactly the same as soon as Chelsea turned it up. We were way to Arsenal. I haven't won there for however many years that's been mentioned. Uh, Derby, all about who wants it more. I mean, will Spurs be up for this Derby? Because like Brian said, if we're not, and, and like last season and Arsenal are up for it, we could be on the end of another awful long afternoon. To be honest, do you think... Yeah. Yes, uh, who wants to say? Oh, sorry, man. But no, to be honest, right, I think you lot could be up for this North London derby because I was listening to AFTV earlier and um, technically they had a new video out today about the build-up and uh, I was saying about Turkish was saying on AFTV and he was saying Tom could be up for this because I have a question to ask Tommy and Chris and, and everyone else, right? Um, do you feel like, what? I don't know if you know what happened about Harry Kane in the summer, about his future and all that and... Do you think if you lot do beat us this season uh, at the Emirates on Sunday, do you think every single Tottenham fan base will forget if even if Harry Kane puts, puts in a decent performance, even if he doesn't even get a winner or if he does get a winner, do you feel, even if he puts a performance, like, do you feel every single fan base of your club will forget what happened in the summer and be like, you know what, Kane's record against Arsenal is absolutely phenomenal? But he scores and puts some decent performance. Do you feel you lot will actually forget what happened in the summer about the whole Kane City situation? Or will that still be stuck in your mind, thinking he's scored now, he has a point to prove, maybe that will build confidence in him, maybe he'll want to go City next year? Mm-hmm. Eugene, do you want to uh, take that one first uh, off? Uh, for me, I think it's that I think we will have to forgive him first. Then after that, we'll yeah. try to forget. But I don't think the fan base will forget. And a lot of us deep down inside thinks that he wants to move in January, not even in the summer, right? The way the oh, really? things are going. And, and, and to tell you the truth, right, what is happening, I think there's something brewing in the city now with Pep coming out and, you know, going against the yeah. fans and all that, right? For all yeah. you know, I've said it on my stream first, right? Uh, for all yeah. you know, if Nuno doesn't work out, Pep falls out with the fans, Pep leaves in January. If Kane can't go to City, right, Pep will come to Spurs. For Kane. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That'd be a far out shout. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> in the end of the day, uh, a player is a player. You're paid. You'll be professional. Your job is to put <laughs> the goal behind the net. If you can do it, yeah. the fans will forgive you. But they won't forget what's been happening, right? But, you know, they will forgive you to a certain extent, right? And to yeah, tell exactly. you, that's a question to you, Luca. What has happened yeah. to uh, Obama Yang? You know, he was such a brilliant player. Yeah, what has happened to him after he signed this extension, his contract, and he just disappeared? I think what it is, and that's a very good question, by the way, and I've been, obviously, been people have asked me this loads of times, and I think with the Aubameyang situation, ever since he signed that contract, I was one of those fans thinking he was never going to sign that contract, and he actually did, and I was quite surprised uh, summer last year. And... I think what it is is the whole malaria situation he had, and oh, he had yeah. like private life. He had family, and people were worrying he was sick. I think that was a situation where 
private life. He didn't actually like it could have affected him. And maybe like people say that. Um, yes, I probably do agree. Since ever since he signed that contract, he got so many wages. Right? I think he was on like was he on like two hundred and fifty, three hundred and fifty grand a week, something like that for a thirty-two-year-old. Yeah. And yeah. I think it's I think it's crazy, mate. And for a thirty-two-year-old, right? I think with Aubameyang, right? It doesn't look the same player anymore. And like you don't know what to expect from Aubameyang because this season he's he's only scored one goal against Norwich, right? You're thinking, okay, he's scored against Norwich. Yeah, it might not be it's just a tapping or something like that. And you're thinking, and he's got a hat trick against West Brom, but in the Premier League, he only scored one. It's worrying, really. Mm. And I'm like, I like, I said to Stephen during pre-season, right, during uh, when we played you and Chelsea, and we lost both of you in pre-season. I said to myself, I give a Bami, I give a Bamiang to the January transfer window. If he doesn't, doesn't hit the ground running. And if he's not the player as he was a couple of seasons ago, then he's got to go, in my opinion. We need to get a new... But how's, who's going to get him, Luca? 350k a week. It's like in Domblay with us. Who's who's taking that on? Nobody's taking that on. No, exactly. I can't believe... I just looked it up, and you're correct. I can't believe he's 32. I can't believe yeah, he's, he's 32, 32 mate. Yeah. You, you gave him a 350 grand... You gave him a 350 grand contract last summer when he was 31. Wait, who relies yeah. on pace? He does rely on pace a lot. Of and yeah. to be honest, yeah. that's incredible. He, he's one that's of those incredible. strikers, right? He's one of those strikers right now, at this moment of time, right? Is where we don't have the creativity, right? Despite we were linked with players like James Madison and that in the summer, we don't have the creativity to actually find the service to Aubameyang. And bringing in Odegaard in, yeah, it's not my ideal signing, but he ain't a bad player overall. I personally don't rate mm. Odegaard. I'm not going to get into Odegaard, but Aubameyang, right? At 32 years of age, 350 grand a week, you're technically thinking, right, okay, we were all crying out for him to sign a new deal because I didn't expect Aubameyang was going to be like this, yeah? I still think, like, you look at strikers right now, you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, yes, I don't think Aubameyang isn't up there with the Ronaldos and that and the Mbappes and that, but you look at Cristiano Ronaldo, he's still killing it, yeah? At 36 years of age. Aubameyang, yeah, he's nowhere near Ronaldo's level, yeah? But Aubameyang at 32 years of age, you're thinking, right, OK, for a club like Arsenal, where they are at the moment as a club, top 10, top 12 team, you're thinking, right, OK, you still need to kill the goals, yeah? You still need to do it. But I'm starting to think, well, like, I'm a bit losing my patience with him. And yes, it would be nice if he could score the winner in the North London derby and then our fan base will be like, fair enough. They'll praise him. Will, will your fan win. base forgive him if he plays well in the derby, uh, like your question with Kane? Well, yeah, they will, Chris. And, uh, and I agree because they will, because it's an North London derby. And if he scores the winner on Sunday, then technically they're going to praise him because technically he scored the winner against Norwich. And I know if you go back and look at his goal against Norwich, it's not pretty much brilliant goal, but it was three points at the end of the day and that's what it mattered. But even if he scored the winning goal against Tottenham, you're thinking, right, OK, can he actually build on to that? Can he go on a good run of scoring 15, 20 goals a season? And if we can get the Aubameyang right from this season of what we did a couple of seasons ago, you're thinking, right, OK, he's actually got confidence back now. But I don't know, mate. I'm starting to lose patience in Aubameyang and I'd personally go out and sell him. And to be honest, if I had a replacement I'll get in, it's very unrealistic. But I'll, go, I'll go and look at someone like Dominic Calvert-Lewin from Everton, mm -hmm. but would he get the Aubameyang goals what he did a couple of seasons ago? That's the problem. Mm -hmm. 
the, the, the problem that you've got is exactly like Tommy says, is he's on 350 grand a week. If he sits on the bench, he sits on the bench. And, and, and you know, if, if someone doesn't come in for anywhere near that, if, if someone comes in for 200, it's, well, I'm not going. It's 150 yeah. grand I've sold. I've, I've, <clears throat> I've sacked myself off. I mean, Bob Spur has said yeah. that he, he always seems like he's never fully fit, always something wrong with him. But we, we've got an answer here. Ams has uh, confirmed that he's chilling. Uh, so that, that's what's happening there. Um, yeah. But uh, Simon, again, we can't, uh, can't underestimate Arsenal because of the way they've started the season. They have players who can hurt us. If you can't get up for North London derby, you shouldn't be playing for the club. Absolutely bang on there. And yeah. I would imagine that goes for uh, Arsenal as well. And, and yeah. to your question, uh, Luca Ams, Kane performs all season, gives us his all. We will welcome him like Gerard and Rooney. All depends on Kane. <laughs> uh, Tommy, Tommy, what's your take on the Kane question from Luca there? I mean, we're, Will the fans forgive him if he turns up for North London derby? Or is it much more like Am says there has to be more all-season rather than just a game? And do you think we will get the best of him now, being that he's off the mark again with the Wolves goal, took it very well? Do you think that will be a kind of change and, and turning point, if you like? I think he gets overlooked, the Wolves game. Nobody mentioned Kane. I thought he was absolutely terrific. Uh, the Deli Alley pass was, it was a good pass. Kane made that pass happen. He opened the space. All Ali had to do was play a straight ball. Uh, Ali was useless. It was a good ball, but it was completely Kane's run. Kane made that run. He made Ali play that ball. And, and his touch and finish was perfect. It was brilliant, 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 brilliant. So um, it was only one game, but I believe he'll get, I believe he'll still get, he'll get at least 15 goals this season. I reckon he can easily get 20. He's that, he's, he, he has that class and he's shown it time and time again. Um, but Eugene hit the nail on the head. Um, you can you can forgive, but you'll never forget. You can, you can forgive his antics over the summer, but yeah, we'll never forget for the rest of his career. If he, if he, even if he scored thirty goals this season, um, but uh, yeah, I think he I think he's going to have a good season. If we finish anywhere near the top six, he will have to get twenty goals, probably twenty five. Without Bale's goals, probably twenty five. Do you reckon he will, or do you think it has to have a, a bit of a change from a uh, Nuno's way of playing, which has been ultra defensive, and, and although Jose was ultra defensive yeah, and Kane exactly. ended up getting leading goal score, leading assists, but um, I think um, I think yeah, he's used to playing a negative system. He's used to playing a system where it's shape and you have to find goals on the counter attack. We saw him adapt to that last season. Top assist maker, top goal scorer in the Premier League. So I think I think it'll change for him. I think I think he'll adapt. And if I was a better man, I'd say. Definitely, he's going to get over fifteen goals a season. Any striker that gets over fifteen goals a season, it is worth their weight in gold. It may not be good enough with this current squad, as I said, because we're we're really lacking in goals elsewhere. But um, you can't knock a striker that scores fifteen goals when you're playing negatively, as Nuno is this season may change, and Jose did last season. Um, but I think I think he'll come. I think he'll come good. I do. I think he'll come good. Brace on Sunday. It will all start with a brace on Sunday. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I hope you're right with that. I mean, uh, a few more comments here. Uh, some say Kane's uh, goal was offside, but it wasn't. I mean, I watched that and didn't even think of it being offside. Um, yeah, and Am's, uh, it's not turning up for training that hurts us fans. I think that's the issue, you know. Uh, and then uh, Born to Lose, I, I, I mean, I think me, Eugene and Tommy will echo this. Really insightful having Luca on top guest. Clearly a nice, knowledgeable guy, loves his football, very respectful despite the rivalry. I mean... 
<laughs> I mean, it's just suicide if you've got your own channel to come onto a rival's channel and start debating the team. Why not, mate? Why not, on. mate? It's, it's <laughs> best to have a rival. No. It's best to have, it's, yeah, I agree, yeah. Chris. It's best to have a good debate, mate. Mate, it's, it's, yeah. it's good yeah. to have a good debate, isn't it? Exactly. So, I mean, there, there's so many people on Twitter and, and on here as well in the comments. So not today, thankfully, and generally everyone's really, really good. But, you know, people yeah. who, who won't come on a stream, give their opinion, they give it snidey remarks or run off. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's been great having you on, Luca, and, and actual Thank debate, you like much, you man. say, Thank actual conversation much, between two rival fans. But, yeah, um, my pleasure, my pleasure. Uh, Cheers, man. Yeah, we'll go through. Uh, Eugene, predictions for the game? Again, and. Um, I don't give a prediction score. I don't really give us predictions as a host, but you don't give a prediction. Come on, Chris. You've got to give us a prediction. It's a North London. Yeah, Chris, 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 Chris never do that. I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. Yeah, yeah. We It's the build up, mate. It's the build up, mate. We've got to get this London derby excited, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Luca. It's always good to have, you know, it's always good to have, you know, fans from other clubs to come in. And we have yeah, a civilized is, uh, debate about it, not Definitely. getting you know all kind of nonsense and nasty and all that. Because in the end, they, we have to be you know supporters of our fan club. We love our own yeah, club. Definitely, you definitely, love your mate. club, definitely, right? Mate. But uh, in, like I said, we're all human. Okay, uh, having a good discussion, having a good talk about what's happening in your club, and yeah. we see a lot of similarities. You know, you don't like your owners. We hate our owners. No, right? no, I hate our yeah. owners, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, hate is a very strong word, right? But uh, yeah, it comes to definitely. that certain level where you can't take it anymore, right? But uh, prediction, deep down inside, I think it'll turn up to be a draw. But of course, as a Spurs fan, I'll go for a 2-1 to Spurs. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, Bob, so I went on the Chelsea fan channel, Tom, and we beat them 3-0 going back on tonight. You're going back on tonight because they beat us 3-0. <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's why that is. If you really had have beaten them 3-0, you wouldn't have been going back on. Uh, Simon says, if we turn up, Play Sun Hill Kane two one Spurs Bob Spur two nil Spurs. Uh, Tommy predictions. I don't, as I said earlier, I don't reckon there'll be too many goals. I can I can see this being a nil nil or a one one. Quite frankly, there won't be more than three goals. I like two nil. I like it. Looks good. It looks like it's the right result. Bob's put it there. It looks. I can see that Monday morning. Oh, two nil looks wonderful on paper. Goes two. It does, doesn't it? R written up there. Um, <laughs> I would have to say I'll say, I have to I have to be honest. Um, no, I'll say one nil, one nil Spurs. We'll nick it. We'll nick it one nil. Yeah, uh, I will give a prediction. I always think we can win, so I always think we can win. But we have to turn up to be able to win. If we if we don't turn up like we have done the last two games, there's no way we're winning. We'll get a draw. Best case scenario. If we don't turn up, Arsenal do turn up. Arsenal will win. Um, but yeah, I, I echo Simon. Put Hill, Son, and Kane on. Um, Get us attacking, get us attacking. But uh, Luca, uh, predictions from you, from the other uh, kind of uh, perspective? To be honest, right, uh, um, I look at this game, right, this game can go either way. And both teams, right, have not been, actually been great in the last couple of weeks. And I'm quite surprised. Like, you've gone from, like, three wins in a row. I think, you know what? Tottenham probably will bottle it in the next few games. But I was thinking, I didn't expect you lot were going to be as bad. And now you've conceded eight goals in the last three games. And that's quite worrying. And I've got, I've got a good feeling about this game. I reckon we can get something out of this game. 
Um, it would probably my prediction probably will be. I think it could be a draw in my opinion because both goals, both teams, sorry, are actually conceding um, goals at the moment. And I know both teams are not really particularly on good confidence. The Spurs would actually need to like justify and get used to Nuno Espirito's style of play. And um, I know we've obviously have Arteta for nearly two years, but. I think it'll be a draw, in my opinion. And but I'm gonna stick. I'm, I'm, I would love to see Arsenal win, but I, I can see this game being a draw, like a two-all draw. But I'm gonna go for an Arsenal win. I'm gonna go for a two-one Arsenal win. I think we can get. I think I've just got a good feeling this weekend. We can either get a win or a draw, and I'm gonna go for a two-one Arsenal, man. Yeah. If we don't turn up, I think like Ryan said, it's the first uh, uh, North London derby at Arsenal. For a long time with fans in, so it wouldn't surprise me if we bang, bang up no. for it. And if the players respond to that, we don't. We could be on the end of a, yeah. a not a very nice afternoon. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll do it. I've got a show on uh, Monday. One of the guys I play football with, he's an Arsenal fan. So um, yeah, so it's literally going to be a uh, yeah two people chatting, one from one side of the fence, one from the other, and see how that goes. Born to lose has come in two all draw. Which uh, you said four yeah. all earlier. You just talked about the first half there, or <laughs> you half just scoreline. But um, yeah, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, uh, Luca wants Arsenal to win. Me, Eugene, Tommy, and yeah. Brian want Spurs to win. Uh, yeah, a draw probably isn't really good for both of us. But um, yeah, uh, we've come to the end here. Uh, Eugene, uh, thanks so much for coming on again. Pleasure as always. Uh, Spurs Eurasian TV. Uh, where can people find that? Uh, you can find me on YouTube, Spurs Region TV. Uh, this Sunday, we're going to do the crazy stream, right? Five shows in one stream. It starts with the uh, Saturday review, uh, the pre-match of the NLD, and then, of course, the watch-along. And after that, the halftime show, and, of course, the post-match reaction. Uh, just, I'm, I'm a lazy guy. I, I don't want to do it separately, so I just do it all at one time. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Uh, uh, but you're, uh, it, yeah, and you sit down for about five hours for it. <laughs> Luca, I know you've got to go. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, no worries. Nice man. Thanks for any, uh, be great yeah, to have you on for any uh, other future uh, Spurs Arsenal games. But um, yeah. this is yeah. Luca's Life, your channel. Where can people find that? Yeah, um, thank you very much for having me on, Chris. And it's no lovely problem. to meet everyone. And it's good to obviously have other guests and we can all subscribe to each other's channels and Excellent. get our channel growth yeah, for everybody. Yeah. Uh, no, find me on This Is Luca's Life. Uh, what I do is, and not only I do Arsenal content, I do most priority, I do most Arsenal content, do previews, reviews, analyse the game and that. I do day out vlogs and all that stuff, and uh, I like to travel about. And um, But yeah, we're on the road to 1,200 subscribers, man. We're 38 away from 1,200, and my target is to get that by at least minimum November. And um, I will be doing a preview um, at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with Tommy Talks. So uh, check that out, and uh, you guys are more than welcome to come on if you're free, or anyone in the comments on your channel, and um, and then I will be doing my review on there straight after the game, mate. So anyway, so that's what's coming up on my channel, man. But thanks for having me on, mate. Oh no, no problem, my pleasure. Yeah, just send over see the you, link. Luca, mate. I Good should to see be you, Luca. Yep. 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 I'll try to join yeah. you guys. Yeah. And uh, yeah, get him up to 1,200 likes. We'll take the 1,200 likes and we win the game. Uh, how's that for... <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather... I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather sacrifice my YouTube channel than I'd rather have Arsenal beating Spurs and I would rather sacrifice my channel if even Spurs actually won. Yeah, but unfortunately, I thought you might say Arsenal that. Arsenal beat Spurs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, uh, last but no means least, Tommy, uh, 
your channel, Tommy Talks Ball. Me, Eugene, uh, uh, Luca have been on there numerous times. Uh, where can people find that? Uh, yeah, I mean, before before anything, uh, make sure you subscribe to, to Chris. Uh, just smash that subscribe, hit that like. If you're watching live now or in a recorded version, make sure you do that. I mean, a lot everyone enjoyed the debate by the sounds of it. So, so to, mm. to continue with the support of the channel, you've got to hit that like and you've got to subscribe to Chris. Uh, my channel, my channel, actually, Luca, you're on tonight, aren't you? Uh, yes, a, I am. Got, yes, we got a bit of a preview yes. going. I've done, a, I've done a fair amount with uh, Luca a build up, very, very a build up, a build guy. up. We're going to make this preview. Very it's getting cool, closer, man. It? It's getting closer, man. But yeah, as as he says, I'm on his tomorrow. I'm on I'm on yours tomorrow morning, aren't I? Yes, uh, you are. Yes, you are. and Stephen are on tonight. Two two Arsenal fans. He is yeah. more cronky out, isn't he? If you don't know us lot, Brian Dago and Stelios, Stephen is <laughs> on par with them when it comes to Cronkay out. So you'll see uh, you'll see that tonight. And I've got a couple of Spurs fans as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, make sure you tune in for that. But as I said, make sure you subscribe. Man, I'm buzzing, like, man. I'm, to I'm buzzing, man. Yeah, it should be yeah. cool. It should be, it should be a cracker. It should be a cracker. Can't wait for the banter, man. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, man. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Luca, for coming on. Right. Uh, Take care, man. As Take we care. mentioned, like, subscribe, all four, cha all five cha channels, not forgetting, forgetting Brian. Uh, all yeah. the links, uh, Twitter handles and YouTube links will be in the description. Uh, same with the um, audio only as well. Um, but, yeah, let's hope we can win this. Let's hope we can win this. And, you know. End this poor, poor run. So come on, you Spurs. Come on, come you on, Spurs. you Spurs. Come on, guys. Leave you out. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. For everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions, or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs! <laughs>